0: Citizens of Hawkins, join us as we go into the Upside Down today on Into the Upside Down. What's going on Demo Dudes and Demo dudettes? Welcome back into the Upside Down, the Stranger Things podcast that talks all things Stranger Things. I am your co host, Damien, and with me as always is my co host, the executive producer of the new Demogorgon family sitcom, Demo Home Improvement, The Great
1: Scout. Yes! Ahoy! Damien, it's great to be back, and I can't wait to see our sitcom come to fruition this year. The entire Demogorgon family, demo dogs, and parents sitting on a couch, eating pizza, watching television it's gonna be fantastic it's it's
0: flintstones meets demogorgon meets family matters meets step by step and there will be no patrick duffy unfortunately he 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 we got priced out on his services
1: but that's okay season two will kind of morph into like a full house situation where the demo bats will join them but they'll be living up in the attic
0: (laughs) yeah so i mean guys welcome happy 2023 we don't It's March almost, it's March tomorrow, so we don't say Happy New Year anymore, but it has been a long time since we have done a podcast, Um, went through the whole holiday season, uh, went through a World Series loss from the Phillies, a Super Bowl loss from the Eagles, an MLS Cup loss from the Union, so things are looking up in Philadelphia. Um, Things are great (laughs) over here, there's nothing to be worried about. (laughs) But no matter how many times our sports teams let us down, we always have Stranger Things.
2: Woo!
1: Thank God, Damian. Thank God. And even though we're just, you know, a few short years away, we're counting it down, you and I, and we're going to get there eventually. But we do have hope. There is something. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And it is Stranger Things 5.
0: But in regards to us, I mean, it's been a while. We have been very busy. Uh, demo Dude Scott is a homeowner now. Congratulations. It is Thanks, very cool. Um, so we both have houses now where we can go into a room and hide and talk about stranger things on this podcast. So that's always good instead of annoying uh, our loved ones <laughs> with, our, with our theories and speculation. And yeah, uh, crazy stuff, man, but good start to the year for you. And, uh, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff with this podcast going forward. Uh, one thing we will be doing, guys, as always, adding to our socials uh, into the upside down pod on Instagram and TikTok, into underscore upside down on Twitter, and into the upside down pod at gmail.com if you guys want to write us a line. And after today's episode, where we talk with Ashley from Ham Radio Media, we're going to actually read a couple emails and uh, we will read some theory emails as well during this episode. So if you guys send us a message, a DM, an email, We will definitely read it during our episodes um, because we appreciate that you guys are listening to us. You're, you know, giving us five-star reviews, you're spreading the word, you're just enjoying the podcast. So we want to make sure that we're acknowledging you guys and saying thank you for all the support as always. Um, We're going to be adding to our social media as well because we're going to be starting a YouTube channel where we're going to be posting shorts from our episodes. You know, we typically video record these through Zoom Uh, Scott does a really great job of editing them into one minute shorts. So we're going to be posting some of the stuff on there that way in case the Twitter audience, the Instagram audience, the TikTok audience doesn't see it. There's one more way that they can, you know, get tuned into this podcast and learn about it as we get closer to season five, there's going to be all kinds of things coming out news wise and stuff like that. Um, But speaking of news, we do know that tomorrow, March 1st, we're actually going to be getting brand new news, on Stranger Things on stage, which is going to be a musical that is canon to the Stranger Things universe, which I'm really excited about. And it seems like it's gonna be like a stopgap in between now and season five. So it's gonna be kind of something to get us, you know, bridge that gap from now till then. So, I mean, I'm super excited about that. I I hope it's like an off off Broadway or on Broadway, whatever it is, somewhere that we can go see it in like New York, that would be absolutely awesome.
1: Yes, I would love that, Damien. We need to return to New York at the Stranger Things uh, superstore and catch this show. I love the uh, little hype video they released, um, kind of showed the Creel house uh, with the attic light turning on. And then towards the end, it kind of uh, was emphasizing the the zero, zero and the one at the top. So I mean, is it like an origin story of Henry Creel or the Creel family? Does it involve their house? There's a lot of lot of opportunity there, and I think it could be really cool—a a little bit of a different take on the uh, on the Stranger Things story.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and and not even just that on the musical news front, um, but filming news—just updates about season five. What do you got, Scott?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, as we know, we're getting closer and closer to Stranger Things five. Even though we may be a couple years away, um, filming is beginning. We uh, sounds like. The rumor is filming will begin in May of 2023, so um it is now March of 2023, so we're two short months away from that beginning. Noah Schnapp, who plays Will Byers, uh, put out some, some interesting news where he said that the Duffer brothers had sent him all three of the first scripts for Stranger Things 5, so he has episodes one, two, and three. Those scripts are in his hand right now. He said he didn't read them yet, but he has those. So sounds like they're making some progress. And uh, we're going to get filming here pretty shortly.
0: Maybe we'll bump into him down at the uh, Penn campus and we can just ask him for like a just a, a hot scoop, a real sneak peek or something.
1: <laughs> I was thinking we'll meet him, you know, at the Copa Banana, get a burger and a beer. I don't know if he can drink. I don't think he's 21, but we could get a beer. He can have root beer. And we can just, you know, just kind of read through them a little bit. Just a peek. There you go. Yeah, it's just you know, critique. That's all. Just offer
0: a fresh set of eyes, if you will. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Sweet. All right. So uh, that that does it for just the updates about us and, of course, news updates. It's kind of trickling out there bit by bit because we're so far away from season five. But we will grasp onto any straws that we possibly can. But without further ado... Today, we are going to be talking about the Upside Down. So we're into the Upside Down, and literally that's where we're going today with Ashley from Ham Radio Media. She's a friend of the show. We've been on her podcast before. We're probably going to do more podcasts together in the future because it's always nice just talking to her and swapping theories and ideas and concepts. And today, that's exactly what we're going to do as we discuss the Upside Down. So everything we know about it so far, what our theories are about the Upside Down, where we think it's going to go in Season 5 of Stranger Things and possibly beyond. Without further ado, guys, here we are. It's Scott, it's Damian, and Ashley talking about the Upside Down. Welcome back to Into the Upside Down, where today we are joined by our friend Ashley from Ham Radio Media. And today we're actually talking about the Upside Down. So Ashley uh, has been a listener of ours and we've been a listener of hers and uh, we've been friends for a couple months now and uh, it's really cool to have you on the show with us today talking about the upside down and trying to bridge the gap from now until whenever season five comes out. So how have you been?
2: Yeah, I've been good. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. I'm happy to be here to uh, represent uh, Ham Radio uh, Podcast and our parent company, Ham Radio Media and uh, i hope i don't let anyone out there down by uh what i'm saying also i just want to say now that i'm here in the upside down it's not as scary (laughs) as i I once thought it was it's cold (laughs) but i don't know i don't i it it makes perfect sense how we'll survive because like it's no biggie no big deal You Sometimes
0: you just need like a light puffer jacket and, and you know, some, some good hiding skills and you'll be okay. Oh,
2: yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> Hopper and Joyce will be here soon, just in case we need to be safe, folks.
2: Okay.
1: Don't worry. And they,
0: I think they have a couple extra hazmat suits, too, so we should be good. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. Always. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, so we just wanted to talk about... Um, upside down because even though we've been through four seasons of stranger things there's still so many things that we don't know about the upside down and of course that leads to when your fans like us speculation what it could be what it might not be if we're gonna ever even find out every single question that we have about the upside down Uh, and i know we all have our own different theories and things like that so Um, Just to kind of get started, before we get into our theories and also listener theories, which we got a ton of, which we are super duper thankful for. Uh, I've had a lot of messages on Instagram, Twitter, email. uh, So it's been really cool. And we'll plug all that stuff, uh, you know, at the end of the podcast. But um, let's just talk about first what we know about the Upside Down so far. And it's not a lot. And up until season four, Uh, You know, it had been theorized the Upside Down could have been around for thousands of years. You know, Dustin said that and kind of thought it could be around for this very, very long time. Uh, And then we get that flashback scene of 1979 of Henry when he gets pushed into the Upside Down by 11 and creates that first gate. And we just kind of see the Upside Down in 1979. And it's very desolate. Uh, there's mountains, there's lightning, there's creatures, that which we all know is, you know, Demo dogs, Demogorgons, and things like that. And we just kind of see him wandering around and just taking all this in. And to him, this is like the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. It's unspoiled by mankind. And he sees this as his own place where he can create his own world in his image. And then, you know, eventually, hopefully one day stretch that into our world and take that over. Um, But before we got that 1979 flashback, Scott, what did we know about the upside down prior to Henry's reveal and his uh, description of his time in the upside down?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Damien, it was. Uh, I think a much, much different picture that that was painted there uh, in 1983 uh, of the upside down and everything that we saw in the first couple seasons of Stranger Things up until uh, the end of season four. Um, but but I think I'll let Will Byers explain it best, who was you know talking to his mother through the wall, of course, and he said, "It's like home, but it's so dark. It's so dark and empty, and it's cold." And as we all know, it was. Basically a complete replica of Hawkins, Indiana, but in the dark, freezing cold, uh, lightning in the sky, uh, monsters and creature noises everywhere, uh, maybe even a little earthquake here and there. But a very different upside down from what Henry Creel uh, first experienced um, in 1979. So I think that's what we want to dive into today is kind of how how the upside down changed and why it changed and why is it now stuck um on november 6th 1983 and kind of the the way that we know it now cool and yeah,
0: yeah i'm hoping you know they they keep saying the duffers keep saying there's more to the upside down and they're going to reveal more and I, I i don't know how we'll have time for it just seems like season five is going to be like non-stop action based off the way season four ended but uh, you know i hope we do get to dive more into it but if not we can always run with our theories here and make that our head and we'll just uh swear by that for the rest of time so what we'll do is we'll do our theories first and then we'll read a couple um, theories that we have from listeners so Ashley since you are our guest of honor today
2: uh we will have you go first awesome like you like you were saying there Damien um four seasons in we still we still don't know um all the details about the upside down we know after season four there's a little bit a little bit more that we didn't know before but uh other other than that there's still tons that is to be theorized and speculated on because we still don't know uh why it looks like hawkins you know um but um i'm going to agree with uh scott and and dustin on it's uh it probably is just it's been there for, you know, millions of years. The Upside Down, that is. Uh, I think that was proven in season four when uh, when Henry first got there. Uh, and it looks very peaceful. It just looks like a wasteland. All you see is like <clears throat> one Demogorgon and then you have some vines and it looks like <laughs> like one of my friends um it said it looks like Mars, like the surface of Mars, you know, and yeah,
1: um yeah, definitely. Like
2: one big, like the biggest thing I noticed when he's in there, when he goes there in 1979 is it looks like there's like no gravity, if that makes sense, because there's like those Brief rocks or stuff. whatever. Yeah. 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 Like those rock, giant rocks or something that are like just hanging there. Um And then, of course, the storm dust thing, um, which we know uh, Henry formed that uh, into what became what we know as the Mind Flayer. Mm -hmm. Um, So my theory after watching season four is that it's always existed. But until Henry Creel got there and... I think he's the one who formed it into what we know as the upside down because I think if they don't have the massacre at Hawkins Lab happening on September 8th, 1979, okay, and let's say they they start that, that off at like, you know, 1983, you could make the argument that Will was the one who... Um, you know, formulated it to look like Hawkins. But I think there's that four-year time gap. There's just something about that. And I don't think that Henry Kirill was just, you know, watching Demogorgons the entire time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and like you said, like, we know he wants to, he, you know, he obviously enjoys this world. He wants it to take over the natural world. He sees himself as a God. He wants to rule. And this is the perfect you know, place for him to do that. There's no humans there. So right. uh, that's a plus uh, for him. And, and one thing real quick before I, I close, um, I noticed in, in season four, when Nancy, Steve, and Robin and Eddie are in the Wheeler's house in the Upside Down, is that everything in there is tangible. Like they can pick up stuff. It's like right. it's like Bob the Builder came there and built all this stuff uh, <laughs> as a, a carbon copy of how it is in the right side up, and and that's one of the things that really perplexes me. It's like how how is it? Whoever you know, Simon Vecna, you know, how is he able to do that? And uh, that's why I think he's probably more powerful than uh, we realize. If he's able to um, conjure up people's houses to look exactly the way they did um, on November 6th, 1983, uh, which I think um, is very interesting. So that's kind of my uh, theory on the upside down overall as to what it is and and kind of why it looks like Hawkins.
0: (laughs) I love it. I like it, too definitely i I, because like it makes sense it's 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 true when you think about that like like Vecna probably wasn't thinking oh yeah there's a light bright let me make sure the light bright is you know in in the wheeler house so that way uh you know everything's hunky dory i gotta make sure that the uh the drapes are there and the curtains and everything's like pristine it's it is kind of strange that that's that's all there um and i, I kind of have a little bit of a theory on it but uh, i'll get to that when when you know i get to my stuff um, scott any thoughts on ashley's idea of the upside down
1: yeah yeah i really like it and and i kind of have um a, a little bit of a of an alternative view and i'll i can get to that as well in a little bit but um yeah ashley I, I really like that um and we know that the upside down has changed obviously we just mentioned it in those 4 years and and how is that changing like how is that information from hawkins getting relayed um, to this alternate dimension that we now know about as the upside down. So, you know, was it all of Henry Creel's memories or, or was he shaping that world? So I, I really love that, that theory. And just to touch on that non-gravity and, and the rocks floating in the air, it just really reminds me of like Vecna's mindscape, like all the pieces of the Creel house, like floating in yeah. the air. Um, and like if you put those side by side, they look very similar, which is kind of creepy. And I don't know if they're connected somehow, but um, I didn't know if you guys had ever thought about that. I You know,
0: I didn't think about it too much until now, but yeah, it is weird that there is like this kind of lack of gravity. And I mean, even when Henry gets like pushed through the first time, he's just kind of like flying around like forever <laughs> <laughs> and he's just getting like hit by lightning and he's like, I felt, I almost felt, I mean, he did horrible stuff, but I kind of felt bad for the guy. He's just like floating around, getting hit by lightning and all this crazy stuff's happening to him. But yeah, like he was just floating forever. Uh, and then eventually he, I don't know, he, he is able to make contact with the ground and he's good, but yeah, it's definitely different. And it, it's kind of weird to think of why that is. And if it's just there to make it different from our world, or if it's something that the Duffers put in there for a specific reason that they might talk about later. So, I mean, it's, there's all kinds of things. And that's, I guess that's kind of, what's fun about this too, is like, we can do our own fantasy booking until we get the answers. So we'll see. Um All
1: right. Well, Scott, do you want to go or you want me to go next? I had mentioned uh, one theory, I think, on one of our previous episodes that I could touch on again, but I'll just I'll just cover it real quick. But um, my thought was on how the upside down uh, was stuck in 1983 was because um, I was thinking if if Vecna was basically directing all of his energy to reshape his new world, to reshape the upside down. And I was kind of thinking the second that Eleven opened the gate. Um, that he immediately turned all of his attention back to to our world and, and to the real Hawkins, Indiana, trying to get into the, the Hawkins that we know on this side of the world. So another theory I'll just bring up real quick to you guys uh, it kind of it kind of goes off of what Ashley was saying, um, but I I was kind of thinking that maybe Will had a bigger um, impact on on why the upside down now looks like Hawkins. And it's a great point Ashley made about how Vecna was there for four years and had four years to kind of create that that mirror image of of Hawkins. And I was just kind of wondering if Will had any part in that because we you know both Will and Henry were kind of like special creative children people kind of compare them all the time how they grew up with a lot of similarities and did Vecna single out Will (laughs) um, almost as like a you know a mini a mini Henry Creel like he's an artistic guy was he using you know Will's abilities or maybe Will's memories to kind of shape some of Hawkins so there's something going on there some either Vecna or Will or a combination of the two um, that that were used to uh, to create the Hawkins that we know now that was just kind of my theories I like it. I like it. Any thoughts on, uh, on Scott's theories, Ashley?
2: Yeah. Well, the the Scott's theories, uh, fall in line with a lot of, um, Jasmine's theories. Like she really believes that will, uh, had something, uh, to do with that. A lot of the reasons that, you know, Scott was saying that, uh, you know, there was a reason that, you know, Vecna, you know, singled will out and she mentioned, um, should I stay, or should, should I I stay or should I go as you know, him using like in his memories his good memories. And through that, uh, it kind of like shaped uh, what he knew of Hawkins to like, maybe comfort him. Um, Will talks about how when he first gets there, it, it's just like Hawkins, except it's, it's cold and it's dark. And I always think about that line as why would he say that if he was the one who made it look like that you know i think he would if he had you know if it didn't look like that when he first got in there and then all of a sudden it did once he was in there i wouldn't think that he would say it in that way um so that's why i've always believed that it looked like hawkins the moment he was pulled in
1: yeah, it's a great point Ashley. Yeah, I kind of just wonder what was Vecna pulling the strings was he taking memories or you know some of Will's abilities and using those to uh to to craft his own little world in the upside down but
0: Yeah, I mean for me the upside down like at first I almost thought it was kind of like some kind of weird like purgatory um I thought it was all like caused by scientific experiments. And um, then I started like thinking about like the Duffers and a lot of their influences. And um, back before they even did Stranger Things, they were campaigning hardcore to actually do an an adaptation of it um, because they're big Stephen King fans. And, you know, back then they weren't as nearly, they weren't household names like they are now. So that got shot down. Um, But they borrow a lot of stuff and take a lot of inspiration from Stephen King and other 80s horror things. And one of Stephen King's books that really reminds me of, especially going into season five, Stranger Things, um, one of his books is called The Mist. And it's basically about this small town that gets taken over by this mysterious fog or mist. And with that mist comes these uh, supernatural creatures that are attacking these humans and they take refuge in a supermarket and um, we find out that these creatures actually came from a different dimension. And the dimension was brought to our world through a military experiment. So it kind of reminds me, you know, the upside down with the Hawkins lab and um, the Russians as well, like trying to open their own gates and just mess with this other dimension. that has been there for sure for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that's the upside down and like the dimension from the mist kind of parallel each other. And I think maybe they got some inspiration for that. Um, But then, you know, we do know it's, it can be an echo image of our world as Dustin had referred to it as. Uh, But I do think too, when we're talking about like will and we're talking about, Uh, how we have his house in the upside down how we even have the trailer park in the upside down i think that vecna i I think that each person that goes into the upside down um, might have some capabilities that they might not know of or at least they can project their memories and what they can remember into the upside down so i think maybe that's why when will was there maybe his from his memories of what he's known his whole life his house and hawkins he conjured that up and it became physical in the upside down uh and same thing with everyone else like you look at you know you look at chrissy you look at patrick you look at fred max like vecna doesn't know every single thing about these guys but he has the ability to tap into their minds and into their memories and into their trauma and you know that could take place in various areas so i just think you know, once Will got in there, uh, you know, maybe he did have a handy with, you know, unknowing to him of creating like his house in Hawkins. And then that just kept growing and growing because once Vecna realized, hey, there's this gate open in Hawkins, like you said, Scott, like the date stopped on the 6th and he just diverted all of his attention To somehow finding 11 and i think for me that's that's kind of what it is i don't think there's ever going to be any kind of super crazy explanation i just think that the upside down has always been there it's just been this crazy alternate dimension um and who knows if, if henry didn't go there maybe like the demogorgons demodogs they would all just be doing their thing and chilling and hanging out still but you know now they're vicious because They have this, you know, big boss, this leader who's manipulative and he's very psychological and he can control something that I would assume, you know, as intelligent as they can be as creatures, still pretty easily manipulated. After
1: he transcended his human form, (laughs) (laughs) became the predator (laughs) that he always was born to be. (laughs) Yeah, the Demogorgons were just chilling before that until this guy got all, you know... Tied up, wrapped around. Jeez. The one, just like I
0: wonder what the day, a day in the life of a demogorgon before Henry got there was like. Like, what did they do? (laughs) Like, just go out, like go for a walk. Okay, great. Go to sleep. Like, I I don't wonder. I don't know. I (laughs) just they just hung out. I mean, they definitely didn't have cable
1: in the upside down. (laughs) Damien just described the uh, concept of the spinoff show (laughs) coming soon. (laughs)
0: <laughs> demogorgon in the life <laughs> it better be a family sitcom style where there's like a, a dad demogorgon and he's complaining about working for henry like he comes home with his like his button-up shirt and his tie and his short sleeve shirt and he's like i can't take it i'm gonna tell this guy i quit it'd be like <laughs> elf like <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) i I honestly would watch that that would be amazing that would just be to humanize the demogorgons (laughs) in like such a (laughs) silly way like that i'm all on board
1: i'm just imagining like the whole family sitting on the couch like the demo dogs off to the side with a blanket around them the mom and dad demogorgon in the middle
0: (laughs) that would be pretty cool (laughs) But yeah, that's all I got for the upside down It's because it's still so mysterious, but I I do feel like it won't be as like there's going to be some kind of crazy reveal behind it. But um, especially now, like I was saying with the mist, it's it's almost mirroring that now because like their dimensions coming into our world now. So it's it's just going to be complete chaos, which I'm really curious to see how they how they just start. Season five, like, is it a mass exodus of Hawkins? Like, because people stay behind, but are they gonna stay once they start realizing that it's not snowing outside? That's like just debris and ash and spores and all this stuff from the upside down. Like, it's gonna be really interesting to see, and and also see how uh, like the government will try and cover that up because they were just like, oh yeah, it's an earthquake, but now like. <laughs> You can't explain creatures with you know with petal faces and you know dozens of teeth, like just running around eating people. So it's gonna be pretty interesting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally agree, and I love to hear Ashley's thoughts. But I love uh, your point, Damien, about others. Like basically every person that gets pulled into the upside down, maybe is bringing along their memories and and can project those in, into the upside down, or at least Henry maybe can steal their memories and their thoughts and um, their trauma and all those things, which we know he can do. But is he using that to you know create his little own personal world from from all of that information, which is really cool? And I think probably. What happened with with Will um, earlier in Stranger Things?
2: Yeah, you know, like you guys, I'm really interested to see, you know, where they where they go with this in, in season five because right now I have this this picture in my mind of it just being like all action, you know, they're fighting off demogorgons or other monsters what have you uh, the entire time and also i kind of wonder uh is vecna just going to let just the upside down and the creatures in it do all his you know his work uh, or is he right. himself going to actually be playing a role in that uh because yeah, i've seen a lot of theories online of of Will's going to get Vecna or, or Hopper's going to get Vecna. And I'm like, I don't really think he's going to, they're going to, that's going to happen in the same ways as in season four, because he only did that because he needed to open gates. Right. And now right. that he's done that, I think he's just going to be, you know, straight up like KOing people. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, as graphic as that may sound, I, I wouldn't put it past him. Like he's, he's, killed since he was a child so but i also uh i wonder and this is something that also me about the upside down uh is it seems like excluding russia it seems like in the u.s it's only in in hawkins like it, it You know, Will even says, like, he couldn't, you know, really, he couldn't feel the effects until he got back to Hawkins. So uh, that's always kind of perplexed me of, you know, how is it only centric to Hawkins? And so I think, um, you know, I feel like Henry would probably want to, you know, create maybe a barrier with the upside down and maybe trap the people of Hawkins Inn. Uh, I don't think he's just going to let them leave if he has anything uh, to do with it, because you know he wants he wants to like wipe out humanity. He don't want you to just leave to go somewhere else. You know, um, right. oh. I hope people get out uh, like now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> they'll probably chalk it up to you know a nuclear something. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be something like that cuz it's kind of funny when watching season 4 on the the newscast the the anchor is in front of the library and he's talking about this earthquake and you can see black tendrils crawling up uh, the library <laughs> and it's like does no one see this <laughs> Uh,
1: everything's fine over here no nothing to see are just
2: tree trunks <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I guess it isn't out of the ordinary for it to back then to snow in the spring especially like in indiana like I, i'm not too sure though usually it's kind of warmer in like the midwest so like i don't i don't know it's pretty interesting to me too but yeah like everyone just like snow but i think everyone's like taken back by that too but yeah there's just so many like I mean, you know, back then, too, there wasn't – you couldn't just look up the history of earthquakes like that, like we can now, and find, like, the worst earthquakes that have ever happened in, in mankind. So, like, you know, if the news is telling you stuff back then, people were just like, okay, that's that's what it is. And, it, you know, so even, it, like you said, there's, like, these tendrils and everything, vines growing all over the place, uh, and people are just going to be like, oh, I guess that's just the side effects of an earthquake. So, you know, it must have been a really bad one. I guess we'll just stay here and wait it out. <laughs> the property taxes are definitely going to go down, so we'll just stay put for a little bit here. <laughs> no, no one's going to to live house. there. <laughs> Houses will be at a premium there, it'd be a dime a dozen. Yeah, the Creel
1: house is for sale, folks. <laughs> Discounted price. Uh, yeah, that's a great point, Ashley. I, I mean, and just thinking too about uh, Vecna and, ha- and what's going to happen. Uh, right off the bat in season five, I'm almost wondering, like, if he's still injured. I mean, he's got shot three or four times at close range with a shotgun and was uh, just engulfed in flames for a few minutes. So uh, and then also fell from a third story uh, of his house. So um, I don't know. I mean, he, he crawled away, Michael Myers, you know, himself and, and vanished. But, um, you know, is he hurting and, and will that slow down this process? That's kind of what I'm thinking going into season five. Yeah. I, I agree with that too. I, I mean, yeah, he's got to be nursing his
0: injuries. Cause I mean, like he's, it's not like he's is super protective, like psychologically and, and telepathically, he's super powerful, but like, you know, physically you, they were just like, they just had their way with him once, once they finally got, you know, got to him and got to his physical being. So, I mean, maybe he is still kind of like licking his wounds and, like you know, he wasn't planning on that happening, but maybe may just <laughs> blindly, all these demodogs, demogorgons, demobats are just going to be flying out there and just uh, you know attacking people and causing mass panic, and you know we'll see what happens. It's there's I, I definitely think there's going to be a lot of casualties. Like <laughs> like I can't I can't foresee you know, all these people just being like, okay, cool. And they all just get out of Hawkins. No problem. Like there's going to be a lot of craziness happening and a lot of casualties in season five for sure. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Vecna like bounces back from that. Cause he got up pretty quick. Like, where did he go? Like, you know, I, and I love that. Like, it's like the horror movie trope, like, Oh no, the body's not there anymore. What happened? Like Michael Myers falls out of a window and he's gone. Um, but well, yeah, I'd be curious to see how he bounces back. I'm really interested in that. But either way, he's got he's got his army to just go ahead and <laughs> do whatever, do his bidding until he's ready to go in for the final blow.
1: that's yeah, uh, so true, man.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be pretty interesting. Scott, um, you said that we we do have a couple of theories from listeners too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We had a few uh of our listeners that wrote in. Um and, and I can read out some of these and you can uh, let me know your feedback. But uh, first from Twitter, Uh, one of our friends from the Stranger Still podcast um, at Stranger Still 22, um, it was Miles that wrote in um, who Ashley's familiar with and and also our podcast. But so Miles said he had his own wild ideas of why the upside down is stuck in 1983. Um, But he said he's come around to Kathleen's theory. Uh, Co-host Kathleen, which was the events of November sixth, nineteen eighty-three, untethered the two dimensions from each other, and both aged differently from that day forward. Mm. That's a very interesting theory. I could see that for sure.
0: Yeah, I get everything stopped on the dime like that was, and that was a pretty cool reveal in season four that everything was stuck in nineteen eighty-three. Like that's, it's really really cool to think that. So I mean. I like that theory a lot. And I hope that they do explain the 1983 stuff. Like, I hope that we do get a good, clear explanation of it. But I, I like that theory a lot. I mean, at this point, I'll, I'll take any and all theories and and just think about them for the next two and a half years until, until we're ready to go. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, for sure. sure. <laughs> definitely yeah miles also said he said interested to hear our thoughts on why the upside down looked like hawkins in the first place um so i'll, I'll continue with my theory that um you know Vecna is using uh using will's memories um and some of will's abilities to kind of steal those and, and craft uh, his own world in the upside down but i'd love to hear your guys thoughts
0: yeah i mean i i think the same i i really do th- i think it's memory based and i think that there's uh like it's just all psychological and you know maybe like maybe he's building a map from everyone's memories once they get pulled into the upside down or he interacts with them and he's just kind of world building for himself um because he you know he didn't say that he specifically hated hawkins he just hated people so maybe he liked the neighborhood he's like this is i like this cul-de-sac you know what i'm gonna keep that there there we go and then just get rid of the people that live there <laughs> and have a couple demo bats move into the uh, wheeler
1: house or something <laughs> that's true i mean geez he still lived in his own house in the upside down I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly <he> <laughs> yeah
0: that was like his favorite place in the world was that attic so i mean for him to even go back there like you know it's pretty it's pretty interesting so i, I you know I, I can't blame him it's a nice house
1: yeah, nice yeah it's creepy so stuff. <laughs> it's <a> beautiful home <laughs> what about you that's ashley
2: yeah, you know, he never uh, once talked about how he when they mo- moved to Hawkins, how that he hated Hawkins or even hated the house specifically. He just talked about, you know, I was always different and, um, you know, people did not understand me and, you know, neither did my family and they did terrible things. But uh, he never really t- talked much about hawkins specifically or the house because you know he's he still lives in it in the upside down um but i I like uh that theory from miles um you know i don't i I don't really uh, you know completely understand a lot of the time and space um stuff of like sci-fi in general um but I can see that happening. You know, as, you know a rip between time and space. I think it's a lot like what Brenner was saying in season four about. You know, he's been chipping away, uh, you know, at the barrier between the both worlds, and I think if when Eleven first sends Henry into the Upside Down, you know that tear, you know, or the gate, you know, it's kind of small, and then you look at the one in season one um when she opened it again uh it was it's huge you know so i think whether it was Henry himself doing it or just because it been it had been uh opened and then opened again by 11 um it had time to um you know there was a weakening element between the bearers The barriers between the worlds and I think maybe I think it's like time either leaked out from the original gate or leaked in from Hawkins into the upside down. I don't really know right now uh, which one but I've also seen the theory on Reddit that um, perhaps Henry even though he he couldn't um, open gates himself. Uh, Perhaps maybe he could still see um, what was happening, you know, you know, telekinetically what was happening in Hawkins, even though he was trapped in the upside down. Uh, And that's how he knew, you know, how to uh, create everything. Uh, But I I really like, um, I really like that theory from, from Miles.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, we we definitely know the upside down's decaying. So if if those timelines were, were uh, untethered, you know, maybe that's why it's so cold and dark and decaying because it's just kind of stuck in time. Um, love that theory. Uh, we also had another one um, that came in from Twitter. It was at Scatterbrain UK. So uh, <laughs> one of our friends from the United Kingdom across the pond uh, chimed in, and they said. Uh, the reason why the upside down is stuck in time is because when El sent Henry through the gate, um, Henry was on the other side trying to pull his way uh, back. Uh, into into our world so they think when the gate cracked all the way across the lab and continued through season two all over across Hawkins um, it was basically because Henry was trying to keep the gate open and you know as much as he could Um, and during that confrontation the barrier between the worlds broke and blurred creating the layer of Hawkins um, in the upside down so so those worlds kind of came together uh, at, at that time so That's a great theory as well. Um, And then they continued and they said, is there something worse than Vecna and his army of monsters in there that could perhaps be touched in a spinoff and other Stranger Things projects? So, yeah, is there something worse than Vecna and and his army of monsters? Um, Yes, there is. The Thessal Hydra. Come on. (laughs) Will, Will did a big old painting of
0: it. Come on. I think that's definitely, yeah, that it's definitely, that's coming for sure. I think Vecna is like the, you know, Dustin was like, oh, he's the five-star general. Like he's the guy, he's the top dog, but uh, there might be other stuff up Vecna's sleeve that he has, that he hasn't quite unleashed yet. And uh, I kind of like that too, because it it matches the whole eighties, like, uh, like trope of even video games. Like if you're playing Mario, like you have Goombas and then eventually you get to Bowser. But before you get to Bowser, there's all these other like minions that come out there to to try and take you down. So I definitely, but there's always that one big monster before you get to the final boss. And I, you know, if that's a Hydra for sure, I don't know how they're going to do that and make it, (laughs) make it look. I mean, we're talking about, you know, all this crazy stuff. So realistic isn't, you know, something I would criticize, but that's going to be huge. I don't even know what. Like, what would you do? How would you even defeat that? It's going to be massive.
1: Is it going to look like the huge uh, alien in the second Independence Day movie that was in the middle of the desert? I mean, that was a great, great film. I mean, uh, just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, they, first this Independence Day was hiding a hiding in the desert that nobody knew about. They're like, oh, wait, how long's this been here? <laughs> like the Hydra is going to be hiding behind a tree and no one's going to notice it. <laughs> until episode seven chapter seven. <laughs> oh man what yeah. else we got any other any other listener stuff
1: yeah yeah the, I, I know we'll touch on uh, on some more uh listener feedback later but um ashley was there anything else from uh from jasmine that did, did she have any other theories that you haven't shared yet
2: uh yeah she um like most of hers um do revolve around will um, and specifically, she thinks that Will ha- may have powers like Eleven and Vecna do. Um, and she thinks they could come to the surface in season five. Um, she thinks maybe Will was maybe a, a, at the lab. You know, maybe Lonnie exchanged him for money. It's possible. Uh, and yeah. then uh, when he came, became too powerful, a lot like Henry, um Renner put Soteria, a Soteria chip in his neck. Um, I think to explain the why he gets goosebumps um on the back of his neck. Um and um yeah, she also says that um she thinks that Vecna is controlling the upside down creatures, which yeah, I uh, <laughs> I definitely do, which that to me is one of the reasons that makes Peckness such a good villain for this show, because as we know, he gives this long speech to an eight year old child about how humans are terrible and all they (laughs) want to do, they're pests (laughs) and, and they are destroying our world. And yet he gets, he goes and gets sent into this other world. And, and look what he does (laughs) with the creatures that are there my that's not hypocritical at all that's
1: instantly
0: <laughs> that is oh man that's maybe that's always what he wanted though was maybe that's why he didn't like mankind because they are free thinkers and they can do what they want and they had the freedom of choice whereas like the demogorgon's demodogs they just they're just mindless so he could just do whatever he wants and you know yeah i really like jasmine's uh i love that theory about the chip in will's neck and the goosebumps that is that would make a ton of sense like maybe that's his powers trying to come to the surface and that's really cool that's that's definitely one i'm going to be thinking about a lot once once we're done recording tonight
1: (laughs) i like that one a a lot there's got to be something right like will and henry have too many things in common and that you know henry touching his neck will touching his neck i don't know there's got to be something there right it's there's, there's a
0: lot of coincidences and, and just like, you know, um, Noah said, like there's like, he's a big, it's going to end with him. It it started with him. It's going to end with him. So I do think that something like that is, is a hundred percent on the table. And I think that's really fascinating to think like all these times where maybe he thinks he's feeling the mind player. Maybe that's true, but maybe it's his powers trying to come to the surface to like protect himself, protect his friends. And that's, that's really really cool and that's a really interesting theory i like that one so much that's just so neat
1: i love that yeah great theories by jasmine for sure um
0: so i guess this is kind of off the cuff um are there any kind of weird crazy predictions you have for the upside down in season five whether it's going to be something that we hear about that um or something that's revealed about that or what do you guys think
1: yeah i I'll, i love it damien i'm gonna say if i just had to throw out a wild prediction i'm gonna say that the upside down is either a very few uh, it, basically the upside down is either hawkins in The future or the past and there's some type of time travel and either hawkins decayed slowly and we're seeing things in reverse order um but i just think there's something going on and it could involve the russians um or or hawkins lab um so having that military involvement like you said from from the mist um but maybe that's how the upside down was created and i think it's maybe hawkins itself but in the future or the past i'm gonna say that
0: that's really cool i I like that one a lot (laughs) Ashley, you have anything?
2: Yeah, basically everything that Scott said. Um, (laughs) I've heard that uh, time travel is a possibility back to the the future style. Um, But I would say, I think a lot of it actually there's something about that clock uh that was in the grill house, but and the one that was in the upside down because after uh vetna got the fourth kill, and then the gates the rift started you know opening um Nancy, Steve, and Robin all turned around because they heard the clock start like spinning, and i I wanna say it was spinning clockwise uh but i i can't remember uh but it was like spinning so uh i think i think there's a lot there uh to do with the clock i think i think what's going to happen with the upside down is going to be something a lot like uh with the the trailers for season four you know with the clock um you know breaking in the same pattern as the riffs, I think it's going to be something that was literally right under our noses the entire time. And we just never, um, you know, thought too much about it. Um, but I definitely like Scott's, uh, theories of, um, you know, it's (laughs) either it's Hawkins in the future or Hawkins in the past. Now, how yeah, they're gonna love it. establish all that? How they're going to um, get rid of the upside? Now, I have honestly have no idea. Other than the the big alternative would be them going all the way back to before any of this ever happened, which mm-hmm. would just that would be terrifying. Like I, I would hate that. I that would be worse than them dying. Like. <laughs> like for them to, or it was all a to dream. do all that? that
1: would be horrible, too.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't want the dream. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with both you guys on that. There's got it, there is, they keep saying time travel, and I don't think it's just going to be to catch up with the actors because they're aging out of like their on screen ages. Um, But then, like, Ashley, you might not like this. But I do think, like, the Upside Down is still going to be around when season five is done. But I just think that Eleven is going to do something where she goes back in time to, like, go back to when she pushed Henry in there. And instead, she just flat out kills him. And, like, there's no knowledge of this other dimension ever, anything else. And, like you know, it's like a tragic ending because then like all these events don't happen, but then it's kind of good because all these people don't die possibly. And it reverses all this stuff. So I think the upside down's still going to be around, but I think everything's just going to be completely sealed off. And like, we've, you know, we've had that like false hope, right. Where season two, like she closed the gate. We're like, okay, great. And then you see the mind flare, like lurking over the school dance, like getting ready to, you know, follow and, uh, you know, pr- plan their next move. So I'm, I do think the upside down will still be around once everything's all said and done with season five. And then um, I would like to see like at the end of happy Gilmore, when happy gets his grandmom's house back and like, he looks up in the sky and he sees like chubs in the alligator waving but i wanted it to be like a demogorgon, <laughs> Mrs. Driscoll and Benny just like waving down at the kids like hey, we're all good, don't worry about it <laughs> from the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> the demogorgon <laughs> swaps in with the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> You're the demogorgon instead of the alligator. <laughs> oh my god. Remember the I... demogorgon that took your son? Why well, got his arm? Ah! <laughs> 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 That's just my stupid fantasy booking when i think about <laughs> silly stuff and like Benny and and Mrs. Driscoll like characters that I love that I have way like I'm just way too attached to for some reason.
1: (laughs) Bring back Mrs. Driscoll. I I think too Damien you're right and I love what you just said and it it almost instead of Happy Gilmore on a serious note it kind of made me think of how the Dark Knight Rises ended like if if maybe if if Eleven can prevent everything from happening and then you know you see them in in the current day and I don't know it could be you know 11 sitting at a table or something and you think oh she never met mike you know like she just kind of lived out her life but without all this crazy stuff and then maybe like you know the camera pans and mike's like sitting there with her or something like it's still they still met each other somehow they still meet yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and i think that would be cool because then like it's an open ending you kind of get like a happy ending from it um and then i yeah i think that would be pretty interesting and then you just kind of undo like I know that, like, the character deaths are, like, pretty important, though. Like, I mean, Bob's death was huge. And, um, you know, Billy's death was huge. But I think it would almost be sadder if you undid that stuff. Just from, like, the perspective of, like, Eleven had somewhat of a normal life. And now, like, she just doesn't know anybody. And no one knows anybody. And just, like, all this stuff that they went through is just completely gone. So that would be pretty crazy. But somehow, some way, they're going to factor in time travel that's not just... Like a time jump to like a couple of years down the road, they just have to do something like that. Especially, like you said, Ashley, with the use of clocks. Uh, like, I mean, geez, they had like two two guys standing like what twenty four hours by a clock eyes uh, and yeah, they were just for, like, like walking around and taking notes in like Hollywood so like there's got to be something like they wouldn't just do that to be like oh yeah this is the clock that Henry saw and like was in his house and it's in his like dreamscape area so there's got to be more to it and there's like you said it's probably something that we will never think of and then it's gonna they're gonna do it we're gonna be like really like I couldn't have thought and we'll not be mad but just like why couldn't we have thought of that <laughs> sooner <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just something really simple, probably, when it's all said and done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, great stuff. um, What what else we got next?
0: So I think we got some possibly some rapid fire questions. I've been bad with that. I actually did not prepare any, but I'm going to try and think of some really quick.
1: That's okay. I, I could just throw out some rapid fire. I Me and Ashley, how we usually kind of do these is like we throw out some questions. It's kind of like a yes or no answer type thing. And if you want to give yeah. maybe just a really brief description, uh, you know, that's cool too. Um, but I can throw out a few, Damien. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys, number one, is the upside down somehow tied to the Chernobyl disaster in the 80s? Yes or no? Hmm.
0: Ashley, I'll let you go first.
2: Yes, but they'd have to do time travel to go back and explain that. Okay. Because yes. it happens in, in April of 1986. Right. Which is about a month after events of season four. Um, I have heard the theory that uh, the upside down is a, nu- a nuclear fallout. That's uh, potential.
0: I agree. I mean, yeah, they and that, that could explain a lot of the decay and... You know, they could just be like, "Hey, it's radio." Like that's how they get people to not go near Hawkins. Even they could just say it's a result of that, or like it, it, there's there's a ton of possibilities with that. And I think that like '86 and around that specific timing, '86, and the fact that we're dealing with Russians, like if they didn't acknowledge something with Chernobyl, I would think that would kind of be a missed opportunity. And who's who's to say like maybe the upside down doesn't bleed into Russia, and like that was what they called chernobyl but realistically it's this other dimension leaking into their world so i mean i definitely think it's a possibility it's 100 on the table
1: yeah yeah totally agree great stuff um okay second question i was going to ask you guys which i just touched on do you think the upside down is either the future or the past of hawkins indiana yes or no
0: i'll go yes on this one yes okay I don't know how to articulate that explanation why I picked you, (laughs) yeah, just go for it. (laughs) Well, I mean, because it's technically at this point it's the past because it's stuck in 1983. That's true. So, so there's that. Um, and then if they did a time jump, like I mean, who knows if the worlds like bleed together too much into and they just become one thing then you can be looking at the future of Hawkins, you know? So I, I think that's entirely possible. Like it makes a lot of sense either way. Like you could say past because of 1983, or you could say future because of this situation going into season five.
1: Yeah, totally agree.
2: Yeah. So do I, on a technicality basis, because <laughs> it All is right. technically stuck in 1983, so.
1: <laughs> right, right. So it already is correct. See, we're, we we got one here. <laughs> <laughs> one for one two <laughs> um, okay finally another thing we kind of touched on in the episode do you think Vecna can rewind time give me your hot take yes or no can he change the space time continuum <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is a very basic, easy question, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) nothing that involves like
0: Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson levels of thinking Um, (laughs) or aliens.
1: I I, do you got anything, Ashley? (laughs) Vecna can't rewind time, but probably the aliens can. So that's yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead, Ashley.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna say yes, but only because in episode seven when um he's showing Nancy everything that happened at the house and it, we see him in front of that clock, you know, literally, you know, controlling the hands of that clock. Um, so that's why I'm gonna say yes. Um I'm just gonna to have to see more though of him actually doing that in season five. Um for it to really be like set in stone. Um, but yes, I do. Okay. Awesome. Now mm-hmm. how I have no idea, but right. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I'll probably go. I think I would go. Yes. For this in season five. Because if he had the ability to pry, like, there has to be, like, a a caveat to it. And I think because there were no gates opened, like, or his full access to our world wasn't quite there until the end of season four. um, I think that he might have had that ability, but he was only limited to the upside down um, because he couldn't, there wasn't a breach into our world. But now that he's in our world, it could be possible because, like, if he could do that. In the upside down, like wouldn't he just go back to 1979? As much as he loves the upside down, like ultimately he wanted revenge on Eleven. So wouldn't he go back and then just like take her out and boom, he just goes about his business? So I I would say I would say yes for the future, um, with that caveat.
1: Yeah, very good point, Damian. It's it's not just as simple as him uh jumping in a DeLorean and Gunning it to eighty-eight miles per hour in our world, he he could do that in the upside down, but we're not sure about about okay. Hawkins, yeah. Indiana in our world.
2: And and one thing I would just like to say real quick because I forgot I was going to mention this earlier, but I forgot. But um, you know, one of the things I actually thought was going to happen in season four was what I thought his the whole his whole mo. Uh, for wanting to open gates was so that he could get to the right side up. Like I thought he wanted to leave the upside down and that's why he, he needed an open gate uh, to be able to do that so that he could eventually just go around killing people. That's what I, (laughs) that's what I thought um, he was going to do. And actually in in the trailer for the final two episodes, we see him uh, descending the staircase of the grill house i thought well, I was like wow he actually got free but obviously we know that didn't happen um and we know uh what his plans really were but um yeah so it's it's all very interesting it's like he really enjoys being the king of the upside down uh, yeah. which i think is very sad it's like you know yeah, that this earth has its problems, no doubt. Uh people are not perfect, but uh I personally think it beats the, the heck out of living in the upside down. There's no food. I mean, there's no Chick-fil-A down there. Right. What are you gonna do? <laughs> there's yeah, and that is a good question too. Like from
0: from a realistic standpoint, like he's still technically human. I mean, like now he's like supernatural, but like doesn't he get hungry? Or like, does he sleep? Like <laughs> does she just like you like, you know, <laughs> hook up to it, like his, his Vine yes. USBs every night and just like
1: recharge his batteries or something? <laughs> his Vine USB. Yeah, does his phone <laughs> does he have service? Like, can he put in a call for some surfer boy pizza to be delivered? Is,
0: is, that's what Vecna's real problem is. I don't think I don't think Chick-fil-A was around yet at that point. So he didn't know the the greatness of Chick-fil-A <laughs> and how good a 10-piece nugget with a large waffle fry. And the Dr. Pepper is so. If he would just stuck around a little bit longer, he might change his thoughts on humanity. Who knows? It's so true.
1: <laughs> but it's, that's pretty interesting too. I, yeah, I like it. Yeah, great stuff, guys. This is a lot of fun.
2: I just had one uh, really quick question, you know, for yeah. you guys. Um, why do you think there's no water in the upside down? Mmm. it's probably great- that's a big mystery.
1: Yeah, lover's that lake is, is empty. Yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent. That's that's actually really like, yeah. How does like the ecosystem work? Uh, and like the food, ch- the food chain of like, how do you survive? How does like a demo Demogorgon survive, or a demo dog, or a demo bat? Like, do they not need sustenance? Because um, they do eat people. Like you saw the demo dogs like go into town, like they just completely demolish Bob and like tons of other people in Hawkins Labs. So I mean. Uh, you know, where does that animalistic nature come from? Is that just to attack or is that to survive or, you know, that's pretty interesting. I didn't even think about that is yes, there's no water. <laughs> yeah, that's, probably because there's crazy which,
1: because there's no gravity. Maybe all the water's just, uh, you know, floating up in the air. They got to They got to like fly up there and take a little sip. <laughs> <laughs> just float on up. Come on.
0: Oh, that's that's, yeah, that's cool. really, <laughs> that is a really cool point. I didn't even think about that, to be honest with you. There's so, see, like w- once again, we just talked for like an hour about the upside down and we still have <laughs> other questions <laughs> that we just can't get answered.
1: The more answers we find raises more questions. Just when we thought we had the answers, Ashley changed the question.
0: <laughs>
1: well, oh my goodness.
0: All right. Well, yeah. cool. I mean, I guess, uh, I guess, you know, if that's all we got and we are we questioned out, we were theoried out. Yeah. I guess what we'll do then is we'll just say once again, thank you, Ashley, for joining us. I know we, we did a podcast together a couple months ago and we definitely got to do another one again soon, um, either here in the upside down or, you know, with, with ham radio. Um, so, you know, we love talking about this stuff. And, and like I always say with Scott, this kind of gets us through, <laughs> until until we get a trailer until we get some kind of other tease for season five of stranger things and it's really cool we have this neat little community of all these pages on instagram and twitter and everyone in in this fan base is super supportive um everyone's super nice and it's it, i love like the cross-pollination of people like hopping on other people's podcasts talking theories like going through all this stuff that we love. And it's just really cool that we're part of like this big group, this big group of friends and family that all love stranger things. So, I mean, thank you again for coming on the show with us. We'll definitely have you back on as we are ramping up for season five and beyond. And, uh, any, anything you want to plug, you want to, um, you know, drop your social media handles and, and where people can listen to you where people can find you.
2: Uh, yeah. So once again, just want to thank you guys for, uh, inviting me on, uh, the show, as uh, you know, I've wanted to be on your guys' uh, show for a long time now, and uh, I think it's great how much the Stranger Things podcast community has grown. Because mm-hmm. when I first started uh, listening to podcasts in general, and I you know before I even started this podcast, um, there were no, I was really surprised there were not a lot of Stranger Things podcasts out there. I mean, there were a few, but, um, they hadn't updated in like years, you know, really since like seasons two or three. And just to see how much the the SD podcast community has grown, um, is really, is really awesome. And I can't wait to see, you know, where it, where it goes by the time season five, uh, gets here. Um, but yeah, um. You can follow me on uh, follow us on Instagram at uh, ham.radio.media, uh, Twitter at ham through. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, make a lot of Stranger Things uh, fan edits. That's just ham radio media. Just look for our logo. Um, you can also email us at, at gmail.com. And uh, oh, and you can listen to us anywhere. Uh, you get the Into the Upside Down podcast. We're on there. Uh, with them and uh please be so kind to uh, leave us a review uh wherever you listen to us from it really helps us uh to uh grow and spread um across the the airwaves um yeah and we we'd love to uh hear from everyone uh that's probably our favorite part about podcasting is um seeing who uh, who's listening you know at least yeah. it is for me yeah
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's, it's just cool. Like, thanks for, you know, like supporting us too. Cause when Scott and I first started, we were just like, is anyone even going to listen to us? (laughs) And now like, you know, we just have all these, like we all listen to each other's podcasts. We all theorize with each other. And it's just, it's really cool to be a part of this community. It's a lot of fun. And I'm glad that we decided to make the leap. And it it is kind of crazy too, because when we, started thinking about doing a stranger things podcast like I looked up the same thing I'm like these people haven't updated their podcast in like three years (laughs) like what's going on here so it's cool that we're you know we're all still uh chugging along and especially now because you know we have season five and who knows what the spinoffs will bring but uh you know we got a lot of time before season five so it's a lot of time to just kind of talk and theorize and just have fun
1: yeah, it's so great to hang out with you, Ashley. I'm, I'm glad we got to catch up uh, on this episode. And, uh, you know, we want all of our, our listeners to go out and listen to your podcast, to the Ham Radio podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I love listening to every episode. Really appreciate um, all the support you've given us. And uh, we always try to, you know, show some love back to you. And um, yeah, it's been great having you on and, and chatting.
2: Yeah, uh, and you're welcome on Ham Radio anytime you anytime you want.
0: Tell us when and where, and we will be there. hundred percent. Awesome.
1: For sure. Yep.
2: Thanks. uh, Thanks again. And uh, over and out, everyone.
1: (laughs) All right. Over and out. (laughs) All right. Over and out. See Ashley.
0: All right. So we hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Ashley from ham media radio, talking about all things upside down, lots of cool theories. Uh, really great back and forth and lots of <laughs> we came I think I came away from that with more questions than answers which is good because hopefully we get those answers once season five comes around um, but once again Ashley thank you so much for the support thanks for coming on the show we really appreciate it and we're uh, we're very lucky to have you on the show today so now we are getting to the end of the episode but before we do that we just want to thank you guys for listening to us. And we have a couple reviews and some DMs and some emails, which is really great and kind of blew us away because we throw all this stuff out there and we're like, yeah, maybe someone will send something, but we got a lot of stuff. And uh, we definitely want to make sure we're giving everybody credit for reaching out to us and supporting the podcast. So um, Scott, do you want to kick it off with the reviews? And then uh, we can go back and forth with our messages that we received from listeners.
1: Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to to say thank you to some of the people that reached out to us um, and and left us a review on Apple Podcasts. One was all the way back in November. I think we missed it, but it was from Tubcat underscore. And they said, hey, yo, I love listening to other Stranger Things fans talk about one of the best shows ever. I agreed with both of you on your top three scariest moments. Um, Will's exorcism was definitely one of my top three scary moments. My dad actually signed me up for a mailing list to be Uh, an extra for season five. He has a friend that has been extras on many shows. Um, They don't really know how it works, but they hope to make it in. So yeah, Tubcat, hope you make it in for Stranger Things 5. I'm sure there'll be uh, casting very soon for extras. Um, And we also had another uh, write in on Apple Podcasts that just said, love it. Uh, Love the season five, episode one predictions. And it says, I love Stranger Things. And I agree with your Avengers endgame idea. So Damien, I think yes. that was your theory and you're getting it. Most a big shout likely.
0: Out. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> that is me
1: combining all
0: my nerddom into one uh, one gigantic thing. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. That is very cool. Um, so of course, guys, thank you for those reviews. If you are listening to us, we are on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcasts. Definitely, you know, give us a like, uh, leave a five star review. That's going to help us reach more people and keep growing this community of Stranger Things fans. Uh, Now, let's get into some messages. So, we did have a demo dude, Jeremy, message us on Instagram. And he said that he recently just watched Stranger Things for the first time, which I wish I could go back to that feeling of watching it for the first time. Like, just my oh, mind was just nuts. blown, especially season four and all those things. Mind blown. Um, one theory that he said he has, and he wanted to run it by us, is that there's only one Demogorgon, and kind of like Vecna, he's a general of sorts and possibly the leader of the Demo Dogs. Um, so this is an interesting one because I think a lot of us just think that, and once again, thanks, thanks, Jeremy. We really appreciate you reaching out. Um, A lot of people think that Demo dogs, uh, you know, the next step in evolution is Demogorgon. But we keep only seeing one Demogorgon. You know what I mean? So like we see, like like you were saying um, a little bit ago off air, Scott, like we see one in Russia. We see one when Henry goes the upside down in 1979. And then we just see the one, you know, from season one. So, I mean, it's pretty interesting to think that, you know, maybe there is maybe there is one that's kind of like the. The super demogorgon uh, that Vecna entrusts to maybe communicate with the demo dogs, because I mean, what's the language like in the upside down? What's the communication like in the upside down? So I think that's definitely fascinating, and I, you know, it would be cool to see like one that, you know, just that one demogorgon is maybe like the the super demogorgon of sorts, and maybe the demo dogs do evolve. Into that Demogorgon, but it's a lesser version, and that's the general of them. So I think that's a really cool theory, and we really appreciate you writing us uh, about that. And hopefully, we get an answer in season five. I think that would be pretty neat to see because, you know, it's interesting to think like Vecna is uh, very smart and very intelligent, but c- can he communicate with these things? Like, how does that work? So that would be
2: yeah.
0: something that makes a ton of sense if you have one Demogorgon that maybe is a higher level of intelligence that Vecna can work with to lead the rest of them.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I, I think Jeremy could be right. Um, I, I think that might be spot on. We've never seen more than one Demogorgon at the same time. We've seen plenty of dogs together. But if you remember when when uh, Mary was frying all the Demodogs, uh, Vecna was was feeling it. He was shaking. He was screaming out loud. But right. right after that, when Hopper chopped the Demogorgon's head off, he looked pissed. Like Vecna mm-hmm. was like mouth open, like, you know, violently, like, you know, yelling at them, you know, just seemed a little more upset than than usual. So uh, maybe he is the leader and maybe that was his like right hand, right hand man, you know, kind of general right below him. Um, that makes a ton of sense. And I, you know what?
0: I'm going to have to go back and watch that now and pay attention to that because that's that just adds more fuel to, to the fire for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say that's right. What what else, what else do we got? Uh, let's see. So um, once again, our, our friend Jarema or Jarema, I'm sorry, not sure how to pronounce it, but, uh, but Jarema wrote in on Spotify once again and said, hi, Scott and Damien, you will see me writing in a lot on your podcast. So expect me on every episode you make. Nice. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. We know we've read reviews uh, before um they said uh will might have some powers so so a theory about will having powers and then they said eddie may be dead but we might see flashbacks through dusty bun um uh, so uh, i could totally see that happening 100 um, i think we mentioned that before yeah that we'd love to see eddie again and will it be um through dustin kind of some of those memories of the two um but yeah i, I agree i think so
0: we everyone knows if you've listened to this podcast my stance on eddie <laughs> that he's unequivocally alive. He just needed a band aid, some neosporin, if they have that back in '86. Well, they have band aids for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that they are gonna cash in on the trauma that Dustin experienced from the loss of Eddie. Um, because you know, Eddie was very, he, he was they were like best friends, um, very much so. Like, it's similar if he were to lose Steve, it would be the same kind of thing, but I do think that maybe Vecna does do something psychologically, or maybe it's just the fact that Dustin's so broken down after experiencing all this stuff for all these years and not really having a normal childhood because of everything going on in Hawkins, that this is his tipping point. And he, you know, maybe is reliving moments with Eddie or even has visions of Eddie blaming him for his death and making him feel guilty about what happened to him. So hundred percent agree on that. And I definitely think Will has some sort of powers that, um, You know, we did talk about that with Ashley today, and I I think that that's definitely plausible and they keep pointing to Will. All signs keep pointing to Will, and I don't think it's because he's just a normal kid. There's got to be something more to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think it's interesting with Will. Like, I don't think he has powers as in like telekinesis or, you know, sort something like eight has where. She can make you see things that aren't really there, but I think he does have some kind of special ability or special connection to the upside down that, that we will see in season five for sure. Uh, So thank you, uh, Jeremiah, for, for writing it on Spotify.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: So we also had Eric who wrote in uh, via email to into the upside down pod at gmail.com and said, that uh, he wanted us to check out, The Stranger Thing, which is a Stranger Things and John Carpenter's The Thing crossover. So it's called The Stranger Thing, and it's out there. It's on uh, YouTube. There's a trailer for the script um, using footage from both franchises. So um, there's some links that that Eric sent in, and we can share those on our social media. I haven't checked it out yet, but I definitely want to watch, and uh, we can kind of maybe give it a review on the podcast, Damien. Yeah, I
0: mean, hey, listen, John Carpenter, like, Every every year, the original Halloween, even the second one, I, I just love, and they're must watches for me. Uh, so you know, anything that mixes this universe with something like that, and John Carpenter, hundred percent, I'm in. So sign me up. Uh, we will share those links on our socials if you guys want to check it out. We're definitely going to check it out, and um, you know, definitely share your thoughts on that too because it's it's pretty cool. It's it's nice that um, with Stranger Things, there's so many creative fans in the fan base. Um, And that's just, you know, one of them. Perfect example.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Definitely want to check that out and uh, we'll let everybody know what we think. Um, Then we had another email. Um, I saw a lot of our, our podcasts or a lot of our friends uh, in the stranger things podcast world were also mentioned on on this. Uh, But Damien, we were officially named, (laughs) Uh, in the top 21 best stranger things podcast to listen to in 2022 baby look at that look at that did did
0: it say where we placed where we we were probably 21
1: so i think we were (laughs) in 21st place uh uh, i'm gonna say this was from hiroji and i don't know if these were in any particular order but it looks like into the upside down was out of 21 number 20 <laughs> hey hey we're new we'll
0: take it we'll take it that's pretty cool hey just to be mentioned man like like I always say on this we never I never thought we were going to like you know have any kind of traction with it I thought it was just going to be like a passion project it's fun for us and you know, we're just doing great with views, doing great with just getting to know people within the community and building friendships. So, I mean, that's awesome. And to be mentioned in that list, I mean, to think that there's that many stranger things podcasts out there too, is pretty crazy, but to be mentioned amongst them, that's awesome. I'll take it.
1: Yeah. I mean, such a, such a huge honor and a lot of the people um, that we listen to and and talk about on the show were on here as well. So congratulations to everybody that was listed on there And, and thank you for the email. Um, he is the co-owner of Fiction Horizon. So check out fictionhorizon.com and they have the list of best Stranger Things podcasts. You might find something else that you want to listen to as well. Very cool. Um, Very then great. we had last but certainly not least, our demo dude, Todd Rogers, has written in on Instagram. He's written in on email, Facebook groups. Um, Todd, thank you so much for all the support. I, I wrote Todd an email back today and just said thank you in all caps because He has some really cool things. He sent us in some photos that maybe Damien can talk about, but, um, I'll just read some of the emails he sent in real quick. Um, Todd said great podcast in all caps. Uh, you guys have so much enthusiasm and energy. Oh, thank you, Todd. Uh, I am pumped up with energy right now on some caffeine from fake mountain dew right now with zero calorie (laughs) soda. I'm drinking. Uh, Um, works. (laughs) We do have enthusiasm and energy. Uh, He said, plus awesome knowledge of the show. Um, He has a prediction though. He said, what if Hopper sacrifices himself to save 11 and the others at the end when fighting Vecna? Um, Hope to be a guest sometime on the show if possible. You guys rock. And I was a teen in the 80s and they nailed it all. Uh, So yeah, awesome email. That was the first email from Todd. So we can touch on that. But um, yeah, I would hate to see hopper sacrificing himself but i think there will be someone sacrificing himself i'm gonna say will but i would hate to see hopper as well i mean he, he can't who do you pick to sacrifice i, I don't know if it's gonna be multiple or if it's just gonna be one big like
0: crucial blow um i mean hopper makes sense a little Am i like will makes the most sense to me hopper does make sense you know to try and maybe sacrifice himself to give l a normal life. Finally, like finally, finally, no, uh, you know, no skeletons in the closet, nothing coming back to get her. She could just live her life. Um, I mean, but she did, you know, as far as she knew lost, she did lose him once. Um, so I don't know, like, you know, that was devastating enough. So she lost him for real this time, uh, and like witnesses it that might be the tipping point that gets her to just uh, tap into something that we've never seen her tap into before and just completely demolish Vecna. So that's entirely possible too. Um, I don't, I love Hopper. I don't want to see him go and not that I don't like Will. I like Will a lot. And I think Will is going to just make leaps and strides character wise in season five. And um, I think Will is, is probably the most likely one, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and just to let Todd know, um, I, I'm kind of choosing Will because I think it's the way the show started. Will vanish, and I think we'll kind of have, um, you know, begin with the vanishing of Will Buyers, and kind of end with like kind of like the rise of Will Buyers. And maybe Will is kind of the one that saves everybody. Where we always think Eleven's the one that saves the day. Um, that it could be Will this time, but I think with that comes, you know, you have to pay the price with that, and that may be Will uh, that 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 ends up. Um, dying at the end but um you know maybe he makes that sacrifice so um i yeah. I, I hope no one has to sacrifice themselves but i'm actually <laughs> gonna say <laughs> yep <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick will o- over hopper in this one todd but it certainly could be hopper as well because he he does want to um stick up for for his daughter of course
0: yeah and um yeah todd thank you for writing on instagram as well i apologize like i we were just uh, like i don't even know the holidays and then the new year and just like Life's been crazy, um, but I dig your message. Awesome photos too. Um, you know, sharing some of your experience with Stranger Things experience, and um, really appreciate the kind words too. It, it's it's really nice. Like you know, I put in some work in this podcast. Scott puts in all the work in this podcast, so it's just nice that someone really appreciates it. And that's just uh, you know a tip of the cap to Scott for everything he does for the podcast. So it's really cool when people reach out and are very enthusiastic about something that we're enthusiastic about and enjoy it. Um, instead of us just kind of talking and, you know, two people listen, one of them is my mom. And then, you know, we just kind of go from there. So definitely appreciate it, Todd. And then there was another email from Todd too.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was very similar. Uh, and I can read some of that too. Um, but I, but Damien don't sell your short <laughs> don't sell yourself short. Don't con me. Okay. This guy's the heartbeat of the podcast right here. Damien. Okay. And or you the could say a dreamer
0: of the Into the Upside Down podcast.
1: <laughs> I would say this guy also does a lot of work. And if I was Will Byers and Damien was Mike, I would be like, Damien, you're the heart. OK, you're the heart of this group. Come on. You got to hype <laughs> this guy up. Um, but yes, yeah, so Todd, uh, second email, probably because we didn't respond because we've been on this weird hiatus. But yeah, it was a very similar uh, uh Uh, remark as well um todd sent in some some very similar uh comments but it was about hopper sacrificing himself but he did say in this one that he really loves our enthusiasm and knowledge Um, he's a 52 year old husband and father of three and he loves stranger things and star wars so um, he said pretty much anything that has to deal with being a nerd um you know he loves and he can't wait for more episodes uh from us so Todd sounds cool. like he has some some similar interests uh, that, definitely that we enjoy. With me
0: Star Wars. I mean, well, both of us with Stranger Things and definitely with Star Wars, for sure. So that's awesome. Thank you so much, Todd. Like, really appreciate you taking the time to write us and and just, um, you know, giving, sending us some kind words. And thank you to everybody uh, that wrote emails and left reviews and uh, just, you know, keeps Uh, keeping, you know, keeping things going with the podcast and and theories and discussions. Um, Scott and I really appreciate it. It's super cool when you put something out there and you don't know how it's going to stick or if it's going to stick. And then you get like all these nice messages and emails and reviews. It's really cool. It's just a really cool feeling.
1: So true. And yeah, thank you to everyone that wrote in. You're keeping us motivated to uh, do more podcasts and we, we think our next episode may focus on a uh, kind of like an in memoriam to, to all of those that have perished on the show. So um, that'll be coming up next. Uh, we're really excited about uh, honoring some of our fallen stranger things characters. So looking forward to that, Damien.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, despite it being a in memoriam episode, um, if you know us and, and, you know, we joke about our, our favorite characters and our sleeper characters and, And things like that. Um, We're going to keep it lighthearted. We're going to try and have a little fun with it, but also pay respect to some characters that we just really enjoyed, whether they were on screen for a couple seconds, they were on screen a couple minutes, a couple episodes, a couple years, whatever the case may be. Um, So that's definitely going to be our next episode, a little in memoriam where we talk about um, our favorite characters that are unfortunately gone way too soon. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But until then, guys, don't forget to... Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you have not. Leave us a five star review. That's going to help us grow this community of Stranger Things fans even further. than it's already gone even further than Beckna's reach and his dreamscape. So we can keep going and keep pushing forward till Stranger Things season five. If you would like to follow us on Instagram at Into the Upside Down Pod, on TikTok at Into the Upside Down Pod, on Twitter at Into Underscore Upside Down. Or drop us a line on Gmail or at Gmail, which is into the upside down pod at gmail.com. Uh, one of those ways you're going to be able to get a hold of us. We promise that we will not go on a crazy hiatus like we just did. Um, and if we do go on some kind of weird where we don't record an episode hiatus, we're going to make sure that we respond to the messages at least. So that way you know that we acknowledge you and we didn't just, you know, let it go out there uh, with nobody hearing it and just floating around in the upside down like Henry in 1979.
1: (laughs) Damien has cracked me up many times during this podcast. So thank you, Damien. You always contribute some amazing comedic content. Uh, We've had a lot of fun with this episode and and, uh, can't wait to do another one. Absolutely.
0: So once again, thank you, Ashley. Thank you, everybody, for all the support and for listening. And we will catch you next time when we go into... The Upside Down.
1: See you nerds.